there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Welcome back to the show, the Female Empowerment Podcast. I, oh, I'm just like over the moon about this interview that we're about to listen to. <laughs> um, but before I just get into it, let me read her bio for you. It's so interesting. So I'll be interviewing today with Sherry Medini, and she's the co-author of Parenting While Working From Home. She's co-author with Carissa Tunis, and she is also the co-owner of AdoreThemParenting.com, if you've heard of that site before. Um, her parenting articles have been published in dozens of print and online publications. Sherry's past experience includes working as a freelance writer and marketing strategist for companies across the country, mentoring and speaking as a mindset coach, and working with children and families in the mental health field. She understands the demands of working from home and loves sharing tips to help balance it all. When she's not on her laptop, Sherry can be found spending quality time with her husband and two sons exploring their hometown of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So as you can tell, she is super qualified to talk about this topic. We're going to be diving deep into working from home and being parents while working from home. Thank you so much for being here with me, Sherry. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Oh, me too. Oh, my goodness. Let's start with how did you even get here? Like, how did you come into the space? Oof, that's a long, <laughs> a long journey, right? But I think it goes back to about a decade ago when I was pregnant with my first son. And I had the opportunity to start blogging for what to expect when you're expecting. So I was a feature blogger for their website and it was kind of good timing that it was that blogging boom, that everything was like, what's a blog? You know, you know how to blog, like all of those kind of things. So it really snowballed from there that I was able to make some money from home while I stayed home with my son. And before I knew it, you know, I had a lot of like small business clients and then it was just word of mouth um, from there. So I started that journey of like writing online that way. And eventually I, I really enjoyed the freelance work. I really enjoyed the marketing stuff and getting to talk to different businesses and see how things worked and help them out and you know, see see the 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 fruits of our labor, right? That all of that was really exciting. But I eventually got to a point where I was a little bit tired of doing it for everyone else. I was helping other companies succeed. I was helping other people generate business. And I was ready to take everything that I had learned and apply that to something that I could build for myself. Um, the turning point for that, too, was Carissa and I met on a playground. Our kids are similar ages. And we really hit it off. And we could see that not only did we align like parenting-wise, we had a similar way of 
you know, looking at our roles of, as mom and managing our households, but we also had really similar career goals. And um, it was an opportunity. So that was about a little over four years ago that we launched adorethemparenting.com. And it was a great way to collaborate on that project together. We've had a lot of guest contributors over the years. Um, and it's been really, really fun to build that. One of our big goals was always of building that foundation that we wanted a website. We wanted to help fellow parents and someday write a book. And, you know, amidst all of the chaos of 2020, um, Carissa had her fourth baby. All of our kids were doing virtual school and we landed a literary agent, landed a book deal and with a quick turnaround to have it rushed out for January of 2021. So, It has been a whirlwind journey as of late, but that's kind of the quick version of my last decade. Wow. Yeah. Very quick and very, um, very beneficial. I was reading through like a little bit about the book and the topics that you cover. And I'm just so, so like, this is so needed. (laughs) It was like meant to come out in 2020 when everyone is shifting into working from home, whether or not you've returned back to the office by now, or if you are still working from home, um, we've learned a lot or have it or need to about (laughs) how to work from home and be a parent at the same time. I think a lot of parents, you know, they were thrown into this for the first time. And Chris and I had each been working from home for, again, about 10 years in in different roles. So we were like, okay, here's our opportunity to share some of what we've learned and hopefully help other help other people because we saw so many parents just in survival mode. Like, I just need to make it two weeks, right? <laughs> and then I just need to make it another two weeks. And then I just, and eventually it was like, this is kind of the way the world's shifting anyway. I've had a lot of families that, you know, the parents aren't going back, that the businesses have decided, you know what, you're going to stay remote or at least hybrid or whatever. So what can we do to shift to better manage our time, (laughs) to figure out like how to make that work all under one roof. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. I'm like your target reader. Like that is is exactly my story. We had a big shift and and decided to keep it this way. So I work full-time from home. My husband also works, but he's like primarily the caretaker of our son. Um, So I would love to dive into like time management as you just brought up. What recommendations do you have for that? Yeah. So with your situation in particular, which is, which is hard. And that was one of the challenges writing the book too, right? There's so many different things that go into play here, but with your particular situation, are you, do you have certain hours that you have to be on or are you pretty flexible with how you can arrange your day? That's a great question for me specifically. I'm flexible. That's good. That, and that's a lot of where, I've been able to come from. And I think a lot of more companies are a little bit more understanding about that too. Um, There's a lot of roles where like, as long as you're getting your work done, we don't care when it's happening. Um, So some of that is going to vary a little bit. But in these roles where you have that flexibility, I think it's about rethinking your days and making sure that all of those little moments count. So it's really easy to kind of lose 10 minute chunks throughout your day 
But those 10 minute chunks are important and not just for work stuff, but they're important to like check in with the kids and they're important to like, I don't know, lay down and take a couple deep breaths and, you know, not look at a computer screen for a little bit. But like, I, I mean, one of the recommendations and something I write about in the book is like creating a 10 minute to-do list for yourself, which is just a list of ideas of things that you can accomplish in 10 minutes. So whether that's stuff for the house, like I can unload the dishwasher in 10 minutes. It feels like two hours, but like it actually only takes 10 minutes or I can read a book with my kids in 10 minutes or run around and play a little bit of tag. Um, and, you know, or get them a snack or like whatever they need, just kind of check in. Or I can text a friend if I need some something to recharge myself or go take a walk, like just down the road and back um, that we can, we can be purposeful with those little moments instead of being like, I don't know what to do. I have 10 minutes till the next meeting. I'm just going to scroll through my phone. But if we have a list there that we can go to and be like, what do I feel like doing? You know, do I feel like cleaning a toilet real quick so I don't have to do it later. Like maybe you knock that out. But I think it's about noticing how much time you have, <laughs> noticing how much time kind of gets lost in in the busyness of it all. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm already thinking about things that I can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's really awesome. What advice do you have for people who might have more of a time constraint with their work where they need to be online at a certain time? So in those types of situations, you know, you're going to have to be realistic about that situation. Like that probably does mean that you need more childcare that like in your situation, if your husband was able to be there to watch the kids in those chunks, or you might need to hire someone um, that realistically, if your attention has to be at your computer from nine to five, which there are some of those roles, maybe customer service type role where you're like on call, you have to be there, then it's not realistic. The juggle is not realistic. Um, but for the most part, if you're able to tune in and tune out, there are ways to make that work. So making sure that we always recommend like to set the kids up first before you try to dive into work. Doesn't matter if they seem content, if they seem happy, if they seem good to go. As soon as you log onto your computer, they're they're gonna need you. So making sure that you meet all of those needs first, which some of those needs are like, did you were you fed? Did you get your drink? Did we all go potty? Did, you know, and giving that opportunity to like chat with you. Do you have any stories you want to tell me? Is there anything, you know, kind of like making it fun, connecting with them and then setting up some sort of like inviting play setup that they can dive into and get lost for a little bit that you can go focus on your work. You can feel better about setting that boundary because you know, you took care of their needs. You know that you, you know, had fun with them for 20 minutes and everybody was all set. So you can say, you yep, mommy needs to work right now for a little bit. I'll check in back in with you when I'm done. And then you kind of keep going through that cycle as needed throughout the day. And there are a lot of roles that even if you need to be logged on, you can do that. I think um, trying to be purposeful with your time that like during your lunch break, you know, 
you're using that time to tune out of work and tune into your kids and make the most of that time together. Because if you're filling up their bucket and giving them that attention when you can, they don't need five hours of your time. They just need little bits here or there, you know, to to refill up that bucket. And then they're also happy to go do their own thing for a little while. Wow. That's really great advice. Oh, I just have so many thoughts. <laughs> it's awesome. It makes I, your head spin. I mean, the amount of things that we're expected to do in a day is a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. And a question that we get asked a lot is like that balance. Like, okay, how do I do it all every day? And Absolutely. our advice for that is you don't. So Instead, try zooming out and looking at that over the course of a week. So I there are days where like I am glued to my computer. I'm trying to be as productive as possible. I'm trying to knock out a big project. My kids watch a lot of screens. They're, you know, getting like frozen food like thrown at them, you know, in between. But that day, that's my main focus. And then the following day or you know some other day during the week we do spend a lot of quality time together that you know maybe we go to the park or the pool or like whatever we play some board games like i really tune in and shift that and that helps with so much of the mom guilt that i'm not going to be everything for everybody every single day but if i look at it over the course of 7 days that gives me a lot more wiggle room to do everything that I want to do. Oh, I love that. Finding balance over the week instead of every day. I feel like that would help ease so much pressure. We actually started doing something similar with um, how we're feeding our toddler who can be very picky. And we had the advice to think about it as a well-balanced week instead of a well-balanced day. And I'm like, okay, today is peanut butter day. (laughs) Like tomorrow will hopefully be like fruit a day and then vegetables day, you know, like, (laughs) and it's hilarious that you bring that up because that's exactly the experience I had with my first son. And my question to the pediatrician was like, some days he doesn't eat anything. And then other days I feel like I can't feed him enough. Like he's hungry all day long. And he was like, Oh, as long as you feel like he's getting enough of a well-balanced diet over the course of a week, he's fine. And I was like, Oh, well, that's easier. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. Um, So that's so funny that, yeah, that you're experiencing that, but then how can we take that and apply that to other areas of our lives that um, we don't have to work every day. If you're able to work a really long day, the one day and knock out a whole bunch, give yourself permission to tune out and do some of the fun stuff and recharge on another day. Awesome. I think that is so great. I think now would be, I feel like, let's just pause for a second and give people like permission. It's okay to have childcare. It's okay to um, put your kids in front of a screen for a little bit. Like we hear all of this feedback coming at us from all these different sources that we have to be the perfect parent and we need to, you know, spend lots of time with our kids and I think there's a huge stigma around childcare or even like having your house cleaned and like outsourcing other chores and like other tasks that you do. And it's totally fine. 
I'm officially giving you permission to let that go. Do <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it. What's best for you and your family, and what you and your kids need to be happy. Yeah, um, I mean that's really the core of it, and tuning into what your family needs, checking in on, are my kids doing okay? Am I doing okay? Is my partner doing okay? Like, as long as everybody's like relatively happy and not totally stressed out, do what you need to do. Um, It was really fascinating. I was a part of like a virtual mom's group a while back. And a lot of the moms were in like the Boston area and I'm here in like a podunk, like country town where like, like you said, the common thing is moms stay home with the kids. Like that's kind of the expectation. That's kind of what a lot of people do. Um, a lot of that has to do with like, by the time you pay for childcare, doesn't really even make sense to work because all, everything you're making is going towards childcare. Um, which is a whole other thing, but it was fascinating to me that culturally where they lived, it was just assumed. Of course, your baby started daycare, full-time daycare as soon as they turned three months old. That was just what everyone did because everyone had to work because cost of living is really high. And it was so interesting to me to talk with a a group of other women who had such a different outlook of the norm. And there was no guilt around that. And their kids, they were thriving. Their kids were thriving. And for me, you know, I'm sitting here being like, oh, should I send my kid to preschool two days a week or three days? Like, it's fine. They'll be fine. Everything's fine. So I think it's good sometimes to, if we can get outside of our bubble a little bit and realize that like, there's no one right way to do this. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that too, because I think as we see, like we learn about different cultures, like outside of the United States, but even like inside of the United States and hearing about that and what other people experience and how it's totally normal for them to feel that way. It kind of dispels any like fears that we have about going beyond the traditions of the culture that we live in. And it's totally fine. It works for other people. It can work for us too. Yeah. I think it's just about, um, yeah, checking in, checking in with you. Um, the screens too, I think, you know, they're they're so demonized, but it's my perspective on that is that this is the kid, this is the world that my kids are growing up in, that they're growing up in a world where their future jobs are likely going to be on a screen. <laughs> like everything is very technologically advanced. It's the way that you know, my 10 year old is on Xbox party chat with his friends. Like that's their way, especially over this last year or so when they couldn't see each other anyway, that was their way to keep in touch and communicate and have fun and um, collaborate. I mean, the things that they can create together in these Minecraft worlds and whatever, like there's a lot of value in that. And I think as long as we're finding that balance, it's just we're very quick to say like, don't do that. Don't do that ever. <laughs> Nothing's ever that black and white. Very true. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to when we were talking about parents who have time, time constraints and need to stay on the clock. I yeah. have a follow-up question there. Um, let's say that you do, you need to be on the clock. Um, and then you have like your lunch break, which is a really great time to check in with your kids and everything. I, 
actually know a few people who have struggled with this because that's what they do. They have work. And then when they have their breaks, they're with their family. And then after work is over, they're still with their family and they, you know, take care of needs, do bedtime, and then they're exhausted and they go to bed. So there's not really a whole lot of time for them or they don't feel like they can take time for themselves. Do you have any tips or um, ideas of how you can still make time for yourself to recharge in that situation? Yeah, I think there's a couple components to that where taking that critical eye to how you're spending that time and seeing if there's anything that you can let go of. Um, Some of that house stuff, like, you know, do I care about this being done or do I think I should care about it being done, right? (laughs) Like, is this someone else's expectation? Um, I've noticed for myself, you know, since we didn't have a whole lot of people coming over to our house house in recent years or so, I let go of so much that I used to care about because I'm like, it just has to be functional. It just has to be a space where, you know, yes, it needs to be clean enough that like, it's not totally gross, but like the mat, like things can be thrown wherever, um, as long as it's still functional for us and, you know, trying to let go of a little bit of that. I think the other factor that is, um, you know, once your kids are at the ages where they're doing more activities, making sure that you're not taking on too much, that you're not running from one place to the next and all of that, really evaluating like what are they getting the most out of? What do they want to do the most? And making that a priority, but then seeing if there's anything else you can let go of, um, even if that needs to be temporarily. But then once you're able to cut out a lot, like let go of some things, then looking at like, what is going to make the biggest impact for you? Like, what, what are you missing? What do you feel like would, would refill your bucket? Um, Is that hanging out with a friend? Is that going to a yoga class? Is that like seeing nobody and like locking the door and watching a movie on Netflix Um, and trying to figure out what's going to help you the most in those moments. But I just think, I think there's so many care tasks that we think are necessary that we can let go of a little bit to kind of ease some of that, that pressure and, and the time expected from us. I don't know if that helps at all. I agree with what you're saying. Um, I have a friend that I think that you guys would do really great collaborating together. Her name is Hannah and she's an influencer. Her account is a freckled hand and she talks all about this, that motherhood or like parenthood is all about the relationship and it's not a job. And so it's okay to let go some of those things that you feel like are a part of your job description as a parent that maybe not, may not necessarily be a actual part of it. (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree. And how can you incorporate some of that self-care into the family stuff? Like, so for example, something that we will do from time to time when I'm totally wiped out, I have nothing left in the tank by the end of the evening, not quite bedtime. Like we'll do like an iPad party, which means everybody grabs their devices and everybody sits in the same, we'll like flop on the floor together, like snuggle into my bed. And we all like 
play our own mindless games or watch some, I'll put in my earbuds and like watch something that I want to watch while my kids are like laying on top of me, like doing their thing. And it, you know, it's relaxing, it's fun, but I also don't feel it. I'm like, we're all there together and we're chatting and like, what are you watching? Oh, what are you playing? And it's like, it, it just trying to do some of those things. If I was like, okay, feeling guilty about that the whole time, that's not restorative either, but there's going to be some nights where like, you don't have anything left and what's better, you know, snuggling in and turning on a show you can all watch together or doing an iPad party or like kind of losing your cool for the rest of the night. Like that's, you have to tune into that. There are nights where like, if I try to go do something fun or I try to play a game with my kids, it's not going to be fun for anyone. (laughs) We're all going to end up pretty miserable. So I think it's being realistic about that and what we're capable of doing on any given day. I think the other factor with that is, especially with those, those jobs with the concrete timelines, it can be a little tough where you feel like you have to do things in such big chunks. Like I have to work all day. And then evening is when I get a chance to do my, like to do everything else and trying to, maybe that means getting up 15 minutes earlier. Maybe that means taking a purposeful break, you know, throughout the day to try to do things. But what are those little things that you can do? You know, something I got into the habit of is like, after I picked my kids up from school, I'd come home, pour myself a glass of iced tea and go sit out on the porch. Even if it was chilly out, like I'd grab a blanket and it was just, you know, for five or 10 minutes, but it felt like something I was doing for me, that I wasn't rushing back to the computer, that I wasn't jumping from one thing to the next, like building in a little bit of a buffer between tasks um, can help. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to try that for sure. Another question that I've had that goes along with this pretty well is what if, (laughs) and this is, (laughs) so I was um, talking to my husband about this beforehand and we are just so interested. We're going to read the book for sure. And like read all of your content. We need this. And the biggest question that he had, this is his question. What if you are working on something that's really important or really time sensitive for work and your kid just needs you. They need that attention. Um, I feel like we kind of talked about this a little bit already with setting them up beforehand so that you can do that thing. Um, But what if we've forgotten? Or what if your toddler is like, I'm done with my movie now. Like I'm not interested anymore. And now I just want to play. How can we navigate that situation? It's apparently something that happens here a lot. So (laughs) yeah. I It's really, really hard. And it's so much of that is trying to like see into the future, right? (laughs) You're trying to, especially for work, like Carissa and I try to plan ahead and look ahead as much as possible because we know that having kids, having six kids between us that like stuff is bound to come up, right? You never know like who's going to wake up with a fever, who's going to be having like just kind of one of those grouchy days where they want to be like attached to you the entire day. Um, So trying to avoid those situations as much as possible. That being said, I understand that's not always feasible. Um, Like I would say, if you know you have a big thing, a time sensitive thing coming up, that that's when you 
call in the reinforcements, <laughs> you know, that like, is there something else that can be done? Is there somewhere else you can go? I have utilized unique childcare situations where like I have gone to a McDonald's play place because they have Wi-Fi and I, my kids are happy to play and not be on me. Like I've done that. I've also done when we had a gym membership and they had childcare at the rec center. I dropped them off in childcare and I sat in the lobby with my laptop and everyone kind of gave me weird looks, but I'm like, listen, a client needs this an hour from now and I need help. Um, So sometimes it's about, you know, is there a friend that you could be like, Hey, any chance you're around, I need an hour. Um, In those situations, you do what you have to do. The other thing, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I have a toddler in my lap while I was working. And you kind of set some of those boundaries that like, you can snuggle with mommy, but you have to be still, you can't touch the computer. You can just hang out with me for a little bit, but I have to get this done. And when it's done, then we can play something else, but just trying to like navigate a little bit of that. Um, I think that comes in handy if you can kind of just carry your laptop around with you (laughs) and set up, you know, can you set up outside? Can you um, set up in the playroom? You know, can you like, whatever that looks like, I think sometimes we're just going to have to get a little bit creative, but if that's something that's coming up a lot, then that's going to require a little bit more brainstorming. Like, how can I rearrange my schedule? Maybe I need to set better boundaries with the people that I'm working with and for that an emergency on their end does not create an emergency on my end. Um, And trying to lessen the demand of time-sensitive stuff at work um, while also maybe brainstorming like, okay, if this happens, what's the game plan? <laughs> like, what do we do? Um, Cause it's going to come up. That's all really, really good feedback and good insight. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, let's talk a little bit about the idea of parents versus the world and how really it's more parents versus their family. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So, yeah, I think what we had kind of written about was like, a lot of times the the content that we're consuming is very much like the parents versus their family. Like, oh, these kids, you know, they're so annoying and my husband isn't a help and da, da, da. like, it's, it's this like, you know, versus kind of mentality. We're on different teams and everyone's battling to try to like win. And instead really trying to take that approach of this whole family is a team together, that each one of us has our own individual strengths and weaknesses, and we can work together to help each other, that we, it's kind of our family that then when we go out into the world, we know that we all have each other's backs um, and that you can come back here and it's a safe, calm, happy environment. And, you know, that's not to say that stuff doesn't come up. <laughs> sure. Like we we're still going to have conflict within each other, but even that's with siblings, you know, how do we appreciate how each person is different, what they bring to the table and trying to view things in a more positive light. Um, that was so much of our 
reason for starting Adore Them Parenting was because that was so much what we were consuming that like my social media feed was filled with like article after article about, you know, can you believe the kids did this? And can you believe, you know, this, that, and the other? And it was so negative. And I understand the reason for it. It is validating to hear that like, this is hard and this can be frustrating. But on the other end of that, I started seeing my world that way, that if my kid wouldn't take a nap, it felt like a personal attack on me. You know, how dare they? (laughs) They spilled their snack. Like that's what toddlers do. They drop food, they throw food. Like, and it felt, I would get angry. It was quicker to get angry about it instead of looking at things like this is a normal part of family life and accepting that. And, um, I, I think, we just really do have to be careful about what we're consuming because it is going to affect how we view the world. I agree. Do you have any tips for how we can put more of a filter on that type of content? I feel like it's like sprinkled in everywhere. (laughs) It is. Um, So I am really, really purposeful about um, training the algorithms in my life. (laughs) Like I am very quick to unfollow. I am very quick to, you know, like Mark, like not interested. Um, I am very quick to unsubscribe from emails. Uh, and I also like on my phone, I have turned off the majority of notifications. Um, I have work email notifications on, um, but that's about it. And, you know, just taking those steps that I think it does feel like the world's coming at us. Um, but it takes a little bit of effort, but we do have control over the technology. Like we, we can set those filters a little bit that, you know, there's people that maybe I can't unfriend them, but that I will mute them (laughs) for a while. And I just, I don't, I understand that like, we don't want to just live in our own bubble that, you know, it's, we shouldn't always just be consuming what we already believe or whatever. But the flip side of that is like, if it's just making us angry, if it's just making us annoyed, I mean, we have so little time and patience anyway, our kids need that our work needs that, you know, our families need that. So like, why are we giving that to strangers on the internet or not strangers on the internet? But like, I just made that decision that um, I don't need it. And that even goes for some of the positive stuff, especially being in like the digital world, like for work, there are endless rabbit holes that I could go down of like Pinterest. Pinterest is the thing you should be doing. Pinterest is going to be the thing that boosts your business to the next level. I could spend an entire year going down that rabbit hole. Um, So there's so many distractions out there. So if you know what you need to do, what works for you, try to stay in your lane, try to put on those blinders as much as possible. Um, But it just, you're right. I mean, it's, it's just a daily intentional thing. I really appreciate your thoughts on that. Um, They're very validating. And also there's some really good ideas in there. And I was thinking that if we are, we have that 10 minute list and we're unloading the dishwasher instead of scrolling Instagram, then that 
in itself is a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, inst- same kind of thing. Instagram itself isn't bad, but like what, just making sure you're taking notice of how you're reacting to those things that if that mom account isn't inspirational, it actually makes you feel guilty about yourself. You don't need it. <laughs> Let go of it. Um, only try to only have things there that that are actually inspirational or do make you feel good or give you those good ideas. Um, if something makes you feel icky, get rid of it. That's a really good point. Um, what advice do you have for like the people in our life? Like if there are friends or family members who are consistently being really negative or maybe are have some of these perspectives and maybe they complain about their kids a lot or do you have any advice of like how we can help them uh, have a new perspective or like how to talk to them or even like how to support them better? How that's kind of like a two-part question. How can we address them if they're being too complainy if we do at all? Or um, how can we support other parents who are also working from home? The only people we can control are ourselves, right? As much as we would like to. Um, I've been down that road of, you know, being like, I think I know what's best for you. And while I still believe I was right, that didn't help. That didn't do anything. Um, That only made it worse. So trying to stay away from that, I think um, trying to live and parent in a way that feels right for you. And hopefully some of that rubs off. If people come to you for advice, then yes, the door is open that you're able to share like a, here's what's worked for us um, kind of perspective. The, how I kind of handle a lot of those, whether that's friends or family or whatever, like I don't go out of my way to spend time with them. That those are the people that, when I see them, it's nice to see them. We can have a nice conversation. I kind of keep my mouth shut if stuff comes up. Um, but those are not the people that I'm going to be reaching out to or making extra plans or, you know, really trying to go out of my way to spend time with them. Um, and you know, there's always going to be those those people that you know you're not going to click with every single person that you come across at school pickup or you know soccer or whatever it might be um and it's okay to you can still maintain like a respectful kind relationship without feeling like you have to be super close you don't you're just not going to be super close with everybody that's very true Um, Do you have any advice for how we can support other parents? I know that it can be hard, like when we're the ones struggling to reach out and be like, I would love it if you could come over for an hour and help me so I can meet this deadline or, you know, anything along those lines. So I feel like that also prevents us from extending help because it's like almost like we know that they're just going to say no, thank you. Like, (laughs) Um, What thoughts do you have on that? So I think you're right that doing it in that order where if you start asking, it's going to feel more acceptable for other people to ask. 
as well. Or, you know, you can kind of frame that as like, thank you so much for doing that. Can I return the favor? Can I take your kiddo this afternoon? Like, you know, where I my and really framing it, like I just had this situation. Um, my son is at a play date and she was like, you know, my son has been so bored. Can your, can yours please come over and play with him? It would make him so happy. And like that, take some of the guilt off that I'm like, well, I have a podcast interview. So like, I can't invite him here. So, um, you know, it, it alleviates some of that. Just like, I don't care. I'm just, he'll be so happy to have a playmate and really framing things in that way. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to make that, that first effort. Um, but also trying to offer things that, that people might be more comfortable with that, that are like a lower bar. Um, especially right now we're like, I'm not used to my kids being away from me a whole lot. Like it's hard to like re-enter back into that. So what are some of those things? Can we meet at a park together where nobody has to clean their house? Us moms can sit and chat. The kids can play. We all get a little bit of fun in like, how can we do some of those smaller things? Um, it doesn't have to be because we're also trying to maintain our own ability. Um, we have a lot going on in and of ourselves. So like we shouldn't feel that pressure to like watch someone else's kids necessarily, but even things like I try to be really intentional about reaching out to friends that I haven't talked to in a while and sending that text. Like what can we schedule a phone call? Like, how are you like, fill me in. Do you need anything? Like just those kind of things, just the touching base kind of stuff is valuable. It, it's nice when someone reaches out and say, Hey, I've been thinking of you. Even if you don't have time to talk, <laughs> you know, it's just nice to hear sometimes. Um, I will often try Like if I see, um, a sign up for some activity or some sort of like business opportunity that I think might be a good fit. Like I'm always quick to, to pass those along to people, um, in my circles that I'm like, Hey, here's this. I thought you might enjoy this. Um, that I think we can, we can do some of those other things that build that connection without taking so much out of ourselves. Those are really valuable thoughts and insights. I just yeah. feel like everything that you say is <laughs> so good. Um, I'm glad it's helpful. Yeah, I'm learning so much and I really appreciate that the time that you've taken to share all of these thoughts with us. Where can we go to get your book? Yeah. So if you go to our website, adorethemparenting.com, um, there's a book page there. It is available from Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. I think I said that already. All, all those major retailers, but parenting while working from home, um, you should be able to find it wherever books are sold. Awesome. Perfect. And your website is adorethemparenting.com. Correct. Are you on social media? Yep. So probably the easiest way, go to our website. All of the little icons are up there. So you can go right. follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Awesome. Perfect. We'll be putting those links in the show notes as well. Is there Wonderful. any, do you have any final words of anything that you'd like to share with our listeners before we go? I mean, I think overall and so much of what we talked about is realizing that we have more control than it feels like we have sometimes that um, if we can take that time and that space to really evaluate 
what matters to me, where does my focus need to be, what are my priorities, and making sure that we're staying focused on that and not getting lost um, with all the things that can be distractions. Absolutely. Oh, that is, I feel like that, I agree, that's just so important. And it's very different from what we hear and what we're preached to all the time. And it takes time to kind of get used to the the idea, but it's also very relieving at the same time. It's like you're giving yourself permission to just go ahead and relax, like enjoy your life, do what is truly best for you and stop worrying about the rest. It becomes a little bit addicting that it, uh, you know, it can feel surprising sometimes. Like when you get used to living that way, it is, it's really fulfilling. It's really freeing. And as long as we can keep passing that message along that like parents don't deserve to be as overwhelmed and frustrated and drained as they are on a daily basis that like, yeah, parenting is hard in a lot of ways, but like you should still be enjoying your life that this, you shouldn't be putting everything on pause. Um, and as long as we can kind of keep helping little tidbits along the way and, and strike that inspiration, I think we're doing okay. Thank you so much for what you're doing and um, all the information that you're putting out there for us to, so that we can learn more from you. And I just really appreciate you being here on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to chat with you. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here. And I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at brandingforwomen. See you next time.